previously on the Simply Human Podcast. My dad would say, well, guess what we're having for dinner? Big old pot of snoo. Trying to bait you into saying, huh, what's snoo? And he would respond with, not much, what's snoo with you? But what makes it a dad joke is, one, it's stupid, it's dumb. But two, you never stop saying it. You'll say it forever. It's episode 107 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of Eva T. Super excited to have her back on the show. Then it's I've been flossing, I promise. Uh, me too. I flossed this morning, I promise. Then it's really scared of her. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with Rapid Fire, Humans Being Human. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip. Humans Being Human in the News. Yeah, there you go. Humans Humans in the News. Rolls right off the tongue. (laughs) We'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? My wife is very annoyed at me because of you, so thank you for nothing. Was it the soap thing? (laughs) No, that's funny. That was funny. Now, so... My wife is on crutches right now. Uh, She goes, uh, she kid jumped in her lap and tweaked her knee or whatever, and it keeps swelling up. And she said fluid drained off of it twice. We're going back in a couple days for the doctor to tell her whether or not she needs surgery. So uh, that to provide some context, we go to Target today to buy some stuff. And uh, do you do the cartwheel app for Target? Oh, I've heard of it. The rewards. Okay, basically you can like scan barcodes on items and it tells you like hey there's a five percent off that item and you uh at the end you scan this like master barcode that says all the deals that you have saved all the coupons that you saved you can save some a little bit of money that way so that's all context so we get to target it's me and her and our youngest and she gets one of those like ridiculous cart things like with the basket on the front (laughs) yeah and it's really ridiculous but at least They've got like a spot on the back for her to stow her crutches so that people don't look at – they can obviously yeah. tell, oh, okay. She's – That lady's on crutches, right. not just like, oh, she's lazy. <laughs> well, and so we're going to the store, and I'm using the Cartwheel app on my phone to scan and find all the coupon deals and all that. So we're going through, and we're almost done. She's like, all right, uh, you need to leave. And I was like, huh? She's like, i got to buy some Christmas stuff for you. I was like, crap. Well, I have all the Cartwheel stuff on my phone. So she was like, just give me your phone. I was like, all oh, right. No. So I give her oh, my phone, no. and I go up and take Ryan out to the car. And we're what sitting there for another 45 minutes. And she comes out looking very annoyed. What and I was I like, oh, what? She was like, yeah, your friends, Mark and Nate and Jack, uh, they texted you about 75 <laughs> times. And it was just your phone just going all over the store. And I felt like an idiot. And I was like, oh, I wonder what they had to say. And I'm scrolling through the messages, and it's just like the most inane <laughs> Like, not important chatter ever. Oh, man, uh, I thought you were going to say totally that could we, have waited. we were making, like, wife jokes or something. Or, like, I, or oh, no. like we said I, something Believe horrible. me, I was uh, very nervous about <laughs> that. But, no, the wife jokes waited for, like, another 30 minutes. Well, but, because if, that, so, if that, that phone ever got into the hands during uh, the wife joke uh, oh section, gosh. I think we'd all be in big trouble. Screwed. <laughs> I, uh, no, no, no. I'm making a joke yeah. about... No, that is not. That's not how it goes. <laughs> that is not. I don't, that you're, that's another thread that you're, you must be in. I do not know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, man. That would be a disaster. Why do we get so nervous when someone else has our phone? I don't know. Well, because we're obviously like, I don't scared. Have I'm like, I'm not waiting for, like, uh, you know, messages from, uh, you know, just – 
nakedpicture.com sending nude <laughs> pictures every day. Like, I'm not worried about any of that. Is it just that I think people won't understand our ridiculous jokes? Maybe. Like, if my kids ever have my phone, I, I just oh never know. Gosh. I just never know what is about to be sent to my phone. So I have to be that very careful. That is true. I never let my kids have my phone ever. Yeah. Like they do nothing on my phone. Yeah, play games. That's kind nothing. of specifically why. Because then you know if they're playing a game and then a text comes through and they hit the little ribbon and then hey here's that. I'm sorry, the what? That's, I think they call the little alert ribbon when it just comes down at the top. You you may not have. You work at Apple now? Are you, you using all the official <coughs> terms? It's a. You could just call it, do what everybody else calls it and call it the the thingy. It's a van. It's a venti. Venti <laughs> latte. Okay. That's a callback to like eight shows ago. Well. Santa Claus, Santa Claus talk. I okay. was I was Santa Claus on Saturday. Which one is the episode where we had like episode the epic sixty? Santa- okay, sixty. So it's almost for a you year to ago. fully understand this, you need to have listened to the uh, intro of episode, the first segment of episode sixty. That's probably the best opening segment we've ever had. Yeah, and this will not even come close to that. But I was Santa Claus again, and it was for there's like an accounting firm in town, and they paid me like hundred fifty bucks. What? And they had the suit. It was like a, it's like super incredible. Like my daughter's. Hang thought, on. How do you even like get mentioned when they're like the board of directors is sitting around talking like, oh, who could be Santa Claus? Oh, let's get that idiot Mark Rogers. He'll do anything. Yeah. Like, do you know somebody there? I, I just, I've lived in Abilene for so long and it's a like hundred thousand people. I just, I got, you know, I, I got to MC the thing when Peyton Manning was in town. Like I just, people just, I don't know why I'm just an idiot. I think is what it is. They're like who would no. be dumb enough and who would be stupid enough to do this? Oh, Mark. Yes. Call him. So it's, it was a, is a friend through a friend and all this kind of stuff. And so there was like, you know, fifteen kids. There it was like you know, it was the it was the company Christmas party, and it was out at hmm. Lytle Bend Ranch. Okay, out in out in uh, oh. uh, oh south of south of Abilene, south of the airport. You know, you know where that is. Yes, and no uh, one else does. So I mean, they they bring me the suit the day before. It's this like really amazing like velvet. I mean, it's like a. I mean, I told my kids. It's not like, full of like bed bugs. It's uh, yeah, or it's like a legitimate like you could go move to the North Pole and wear this and be warm. Yeah. Yes. And so I told, <laughs> I told my daughters. I was like, I don't. Know, they're standing on the other side of the door. I told them it was actually one of Santa's suits that they like. Somehow they got this. You know, and they were just like, whoa! The beard was amazing. It was like all in this. It was like in this packaging. It was amazing. Well, how do you tell your daughters that like okay? I'm dressing up like Santa, right. but like I'm not the real Santa. How do you do that? Oh, we explain it that I am his helper. I'm helping him out. I think that's what that's the standard. It yeah. has to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, like, okay, like because our older one, seven years old, Jason, he was, he was like, I, I don't think it's reasonable for Santa to be appearing yeah, everywhere all, all at the same time right now. He should be very, very busy. And I'm yeah. like, oh god, oh yeah. god. I was like, well, those aren't. The real Santa, the real Santas of the North Pole. These are all Santa's deputies that he, right. you know, charges them with Santa-like powers over the Christmas time, and he reports back. But every once in a while, you'll, the real Santa will come make an appearance. Yeah. It's like, oh, so well, we did like Christmas, like Santa hanging out with Santa last Saturday morning at his school. They had like breakfast with Santa, and we went, and the guy had like a legit beard. He was like a legit crazy person who thinks he's Santa Claus. Right. He had a red car with the license plate, a personalized license plate oh, of boy. Santa. Oh, jeez. And Jason was like, 
I think you might be the real Santa because only the real Santa would have a license plate that says Santa. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, only the real Santa or a crazy person <laughs> who like thinks who changes his name legally to Chris Kringle. Oh, geez. probably. Yeah. Well, so on that note, so uh, our oldest, we're going to be traveling out of town for Christmas and we have all this big stuff that we got oh. like this, like a couple like scooters and things like that that aren't like easily traveled with. So we're like, okay, how can we do Christmas and not have to take all this stuff with us? So hmm. we told we, Halen, our oldest, wrote Santa a letter saying, "Can we do Christmas early? You know, can you bring us some of our stuff early?" Right. So uh, I went yes. on and downloaded like the Santa letterhead and like drafted this letter about thank you <laughs> yes of course I, w- I don't normally do this but your dad is such an amazing person and he's super helpful i couldn't do christmas without him kind of kind of a letter and like send it back and source that they, they i just i kind of feel bad about just the blatant lies um <laughs> so okay so we get to this party right i try the thing on and the girls are all into it so we get to this party and they're helping me Get put all my stuff on, and I've got like the the big old huge pants, and then I put on this like really like one of those like dry fit like uh, oh like combat like really tight like I used to cycle in like a shirt that I used to cycle in so I could stuff like a, an Under Armour shirt yeah so I could stuff like a pillow up underneath it so you know because so I'm sorry what yeah I could stuff a pillow to make my stomach why do you bigger. say it like that what I say it's not pillow what I say pillow pillow. P-E-L-L. No, no, yeah, you're saying it Palo. Yeah. Palo. Like anyway. a weirdo. Well, so I put this... You stop the whole story down because you're, you're, so, you're, you're way to pronounce that word. So, um, so imagine, here I am, I've got like my under... I, I was going to say underpants. Pants that are... <laughs> <laughs> pants, <laughs> pants that are underneath my pants, the underpants, right? And then I've got a potato stuffed down in there. <laughs> then I've got my Under Armour shirt with the with this couch. I just grabbed a pe- like one of our big pillows off of the couch. Pillows off of the couch. Thank you. So I shoved this pillow up under there. I've got on this huge velvet coat, gloves, a beard, a, and it's West Texas. Listen, you're probably sweating yeah, your nuts a, off. Hold well, on, a wig, a hat. Glasses, boot toppers with the big fuzzy thing. I mean, and so I go walking in and I'm like, ho, ho, ho. And I bust in the back of the door in this like ranch house thing and this like heat wave <laughs> hits me. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, as I'm walking up to the front, like through all the tables to the little chair that they were gonna like. You fall down, you just have to fall down to a knee. <laughs> oh. Oh God! Kill me! Sam's dying. I did. I did. I did have the wherewithal to get up the front and kind of say, "Well, I'm used to to Arctic weather, not 80 degrees. It's very hot. What if y'all turn the AC down? Idiot! It's very hot. So I'm sitting in this chair, and all these. I mean, I'm trying to navigate all these the scared kids and the screaming kids, and these people are handing me this a 10 week old baby, and there's all this stuff happening, and I can feel the sweat. Like just going into this couch pillow, like our good pillow from our couch, like this decorative pillow. And like like 10 minutes in, sweat is pouring into my eyes. The beard is getting all wet. I'm like, I'm just, sweat is like dripping down my back. And I could just feel it was horrible. So all the kids come up and they take pictures and I'm handing this thing. And so I get out back into like where I dressed and I take this pillow out and it's just like literally like dripping with my sweat. And so I was like, well, Jen, uh, try to maybe Febreze this and. See how Looks it goes. Looks like $150. I know where it's going. <laughs> yeah. I did tell her, like, maybe we could use some of this money to buy a new pillow. 
<laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, so we're doing a Christmas, uh, like an early Christmas here this weekend, and then we're driving to Arlington. I will see you on the on yes. the day that this show comes out. We will have dinner together. Yes, with a couple of be, other friends. Yeah, which will be fun, and then we'll be in oh, we'll be town. Uh, my brother's coming in town from New York. What are y'all? Where do y'all do Christmas? Uh, well, we get the whole family together for Thanksgiving, and so for Christmas, like I usually like, I'm not taking any additional time off of Christmas. I took the week. The two weeks before Christmas off, because I had a bunch of hours I had to burn off. But I'm working. I go back to work on Christmas Eve, and I'm working straight through. I don't know till my next day off, whenever it is. So, so I'm not taking. We're, we're like we'll we'll so, probably do like I tell my my family, like the kids that hey, uh, for all the people who have to work uh, at uh, on weird days, like police officers and firemen, firefighters and doctors and nurses and stuff that Santa will come like a day or two early. So we tell them like, Hey, we're doing Christmas a day early because that's what Santa is allowing us to do. But like Christmas with the family, it's not like we don't do like a big elaborate thing with, with my parents or anything like that. Like we'll have them down and we'll probably do presents, but nothing uh, like crazy. My brother, Brad, who you, who, you know, obviously he's been on the show. Oh, uh, uh, Dragoon. Dragon. Dweezel? What do we? Dweezeldorf. (laughs) Dragon and Didu. Inside joke. Yeah. uh, Didu, there we go. Inside joke. He wanted to play play cards against humanity with my parents. Have you ever played that game? I have not. Oh, it's an extremely inappropriate and offensive card game. And huh. it's, it's like apples to apples, except like really like Jack would be, we need to play it Monday night. Like I sh- I'm, I'm really going to bring it and we might play, but so I already ordered it and it's like me and my, the, me and the brothers are like that. And then no one else thinks that's fun stuff is funny. So that ought to go over well. Um, all right. You know what? Let's get to our interview with Eva. But before we do, uh, oh, I, need to, I need to play my uh, 20th century Fox uh, flute thing from the Rick's Cop Corner. Every time is funny. Um, we would like to say, we mentioned this on the last show, uh, coming up on the end of the year, if you, uh, you know, we try to be very protective of uh, the listener's time and uh, resources and all that, and we don't, uh, we don't have sponsors, we don't have all that stuff, and uh, if you feel like the 100 or so hours, I said 200 hours, by the way. I said 2,000 at first, then I said 200. Yeah, which, I was like, which was still hours. wrong. Like, yeah, 100 a, a or so hours of free content that we've uh, given you. If you think that's been worth anything and you want to PayPal us a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever it is, uh, we would love that. We just kind of offset some of the costs that, that we have on our end, but it's just simply human lifestyle at gmail.com is the email address that you can send that to. Um, and then also, I am doing a, uh, a 50% off from now until the end of January. I'm going to do a 50% off 30-minute uh, consult. I normally do them for $50. And uh, we're going to do a $0.83 cents a minute consult, so uh, $25 for 30 minutes uh, from now until the end of uh, January. And if you have someone, a friend or something, you want to buy it for, that's that's totally fine too. I, I, and once, you, once you buy the... Uh, or send the money, I will send you a link to set it up on the calendar, uh, and then we will we will set it up that way. And they there is a, a limited uh, – my time is finite, obviously. I have uh, a lot of other things going on, and these things fill up pretty fast. So if you want to get in on the 30-minute consult for $25, email me. It's a good deal, and it's not just like a – uh, exercise thing. It can also it can be whatever you want it to be. It can be hey, I you know have some food issues and I have questions about diet and things like that. 
It can be movement. It can be sleep. It can be anything. Yeah. So and it, this is not just like, hey, let me you know do five sets of this and four reps of that. It doesn't have to right. be that. It can be whatever you want, you know, health and fitness wise. Anything yeah. that you know that, that encompasses the four pillars, just you know, kind of whatever you want. Yeah, an example, uh, somebody sent me their, their login credentials to their MyFitnessPal so I could look at all what they've been eating for the last couple of weeks. That was you know something like that. And then I can okay, base, that's a good idea. things like that. So anyway, um, so yeah, if you have any questions, just email us. Uh, G- also, if you can find someone who will do uh, open like a wide range of subjects in a consult like this for $25 for a half an hour, then let us know because yeah. that person doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> it's a really, 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 really good deal. And uh, you're not going to find it anywhere else. So yeah. there you go. There you go. Likes on Facebook. Um, Periscope. My Periscope has been acting weird, but uh, Periscope, Twitter, and Instagram at simplyhuman52. Uh, I already said my email address. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So now our interview with Eva T, where we talk about a bunch of stuff because we haven't interviewed her yet. <laughs> Eva T joining us on the Simply Human Podcast. It's been you this is your third appearance, but I feel like it's been it's been a while since we've had you on. And so we're gonna we're gonna go back to some of the, you know, quote unquote basics of, of the things that you teach. Uh, but just in case you haven't heard of Eva T. She is a two-time Olympian in alpine skiing, a 12-year veteran of the U.S. ski team. She won six national championships, a world championship bronze medal. She's got all these accolades, but right now she is a uh, is a, basically a, a functional wellness practitioner. She's certified with the Kalish Institute, uh, and she's a coach, uh, still doing dental hygienery. Is that is that a word? Uh, well... <laughs> Let's make it one. Yes. <laughs> she is a de- dental hygienist. Okay. Uh, by the way, my daughters, who are six and five, just visited the dentist for the very first time this week. And they passed with flying colors. And it was Good. very fun to watch the dental hygienist kind of show them the tools and, and you know, make them not scared, uh, which I thought was very right. good. I'm sure you're very good. W- welcome to the show. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how do you handle the first timers? Like what is your do you ha- do you do first timers? Is that that was a weird question. You know what, yesterday <laughs> I do first timers. Okay. Um some children are better better than many adults. Right. Um <laughs> I do the same thing. The idea with kids is to get them comfortable in the um dental um toothosphere. And uh, I just let them play with, you know, the suction and the water. I let them spray me. And, you know, I just get them comfortable with everything. And really the first few visits is to – a lot of times the parents put their dental fears on the kid, which is so unfortunate. Right. And uh, Yeah, that's, that's so, my wife didn't take them for so long because she has issues with, mm-hmm. with the dentist. But it was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, and if you – as parents, if you can – let your kids go back by themselves, like not sit in the room. Um, I've taken a lot of um, pedodontic courses, and the thing that uh, I recommend is that if your if your child's old enough that they can sit in the chair by themselves, send them back on their own. Because as soon as the parent comes in, they start like looking for excuses to get out of there, and they reach for you. And when you can't help them, then they will hold then that against out. you, and it becomes yeah. a big storm of badness of craziness yeah i never thought about it that way that's actually a really really smart idea yeah well so don't let the parents back in the operatory and usually then if the kids take pride like i'm a big kid and i go back myself you know because a lot of times a parent comes in and you know 
kids can smell fear and the parent starts to, they don't like the dentist. So the kid kind of senses that. Mm. It's no bueno. So yeah, my mom was the one that, that would not have let me go back by myself on the only recruiting visit I went on, which is a very small podunk school you've never heard of. I, she called the coaches offices to make sure that we got there. Okay. And we were all in there doing our like our fitness test, you know, for the for the recruiting trip. And the coach comes out and he's like, "Hey, Rogers, your mommy just called, checking on you." So that's the kind <laughs> right. of smother, I believe that's the term, right? Not mother, but a smother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, okay, so. She used to smother me. <laughs> Easy. Your mom. <laughs> Took me a while to cover that joke. Yeah, Sorry about that. Go ahead. Uh, so before we get into the MDME stuff, uh, floss, brush your teeth, floss. It's it's uh, critical to overall health. I figure if we have you on, we need to uh, to say yes. that. Lower your your systemic inflammation a notch by by brushing and flossing. If I had to pick one, I'd tell you to floss. Yes. There you go. And just really, and just use a dirty sock to wipe the stuff off of your teeth. <laughs> That's right. Now, no, I say this because people who are non-compliant, usually if you tell them just to floss, they can't stand not brushing, so they end up brushing anyway. But if oh. I had to, you know, most dental disease happens between the teeth. So, and most uh, of Rick's disease happens between the sheets. Uh, I want you to know, uh, Eva. After the last time we talked, I made a legitimate commitment to flossing. And I'm not crapping you. I flossed every single day for like three months. Wow. And then I went to no, the dentist. He- and for the first time, I went to the dentist. And for the first time when he's like, oh, so you've been flossing? I didn't lie. I was like, yes, I have been flossing. Can you tell? <laughs> you didn't have and to say that. we talked about flossing. And I was like, yeah, great. High five. And then I went home and I haven't flossed since then. So I'm going to start <laughs> flossing again. I need, to, I need to talk to you like every few months just to make sure that I'm to getting that uh, squared away. So it was the. Uh, so you're not- that means you're not wiping your, you know what, after you poop. Yep. That's that uh, that I, I also don't do that. So maybe that's Gross. another thing I should work on. But that's the image that got me to yeah. start flossing last time. I was just, like, okay, well, I guess she's right. Here's my newest. Well, I've given this tip for a long time. Just put but your floss in the shower. Yeah, I do that. Put your sometimes. conditioner in your hair, and while that's doing its work, floss your teeth. I know Rick has huh. very expensive conditioner that he uses in his hair. Um, I, I, I use the the suave uh, shampoo slash body wash, so I just squirt it on my head and just start going all over the place. Go, what? You move your head? Wow. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention how I phrased that at all. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I wash my hair. I wash my body once a day. I wash my hair about once a week. That's that? good. I think showers are bad for you. Yeah. I take cold showers, Eva. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Of course, where you are, I don't. A cold shower is probably like the, just the perfect temperature because all the temperatures where you are is like just the perfect everything. No, it's chilly here in Santa Cruz, although we don't get snow. But uh, yeah. yeah, I since being a skier, I'm I'm searching out tropical places on yeah. this earth. <laughs> you have you have met your cold weather and snow quota, I believe. Absolutely, for any lifetime. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into like what you like. You're if you don't follow Eva T on Instagram, and I believe it's just at ski. Uh, Skiva T, right? S K I E V A T. Is that? I think it's yeah. Ski Eva T. Yeah. If you don't follow her on Instagram, like do it now. If you just want to see like amazing pictures and and uh, you know uh, proof, visible proof of someone enjoying life like a human, 
uh, follow her on Instagram because every few days it's just like, here is Eva swimming with dolphins and here she is uh, <laughs> sliding down a rainbow into the pot of gold. I mean, it's like, <laughs> seriously. it's like, We don't uh, have the one. Here she is, knuckle deep in blood, cleaning some butthole's teeth that doesn't floss. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> listening, listening, listening to the Ricks of the world say, of course I've been flossing through a mouthful of blood <laughs> after... Uh, <laughs> yeah, gurgle, <laughs> Yeah, so we're, we'll... I'll send you to the hematologist for a blood transfusion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. We'll, 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 get into, we'll get into that part of it. But first, uh, the minimum dose maximum effect, MDME training, I believe is, is a, a phrase an acronym that you came up with, Ex- define it and, and, and describe the genesis of that. Okay. So um, just doing my research and my reading, I thought that this was kind of a niche for me because, uh, you know, through um, my experiences, good and bad, I realized that if you could um, exercise the least, which would be the minute or with anything in life, um, exercise the least, um, control your diet the least, um, uh, and have a maximum effect that, that is, um, going to be the way to go without getting too crazy pants about anything. So for instance, I think with exercise, um, you know, a while back exercise used to be the, the, the do all good and, um, people got into being an athlete and, um, they went a little bonkers on the exercise. And now we're seeing a thing called boomeritis. And that is, um, the baby boomers are now suffering from health issues from too much exercise, almost as much as they are from being couch potatoes and sometimes worse. So I thought, well, gosh, how can we guide folks. And so I thought no one's really using minimum dose, maximum effect. So, um, I trademarked that. And the, the idea is that you're just not wearing out your parts. Um, exercise makes us feel good right after. And, um, if you've just started exercise, you've probably got, you know, a good half year in there before, if you're going too hard before, you know, things start breaking down. And I make an analogy to a car. You know, you've got to be, first of all, You've got to go in and you've got to make sure that all your parts are working well. And uh, if they're not, you don't want to go and, you know, do, you know, dry pavement donuts in your car. If you're a Ferrari, you can race hard. So you've got to find out what you're, you have to be in a good place before you start training very hard. Uh, number one, you've got to uh, quantify your health before you decide daily what you're going to do. And, um, and that would be doing the minimum dose, so the least amount of work with the most uh, amount of um, positive uh, results. So somebody comes to you and they say, okay, I, I am having trouble you know, losing the last five pounds. I, um, I, I'm very stressed out. I, you know, look, I'm, I'm running 20 miles a week and it's, and, you know, up from 18 miles a week and I'm, and I'm going to start doing 25 miles a week uh, next month you know, don't, do you think that's, you know, is that what I need to be doing? Like, what do you say to that person who's just convinced that running long distances every day is somehow good for them? 
Well, first of all, I say with some of these folks who I just sent, you can smell it, you know, over yeah. the phone, um, that they're addicted to exercise. I have them take two weeks off, like right off the bat. When's the last time you took two weeks off? Oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, like, they won't. Like, I, I, I work with people that they're just like, yeah, okay, you're, you know, they kind of give you the you're full of it kind of a deal. I'm right. going to go find another coach. Not at you, but they're saying no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... But usually that two weeks is very hard for them, but they feel better. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, if they won't, if folks won't listen to me, then I won't work with them. Yeah. Um, it, it does take a level of um, courage to stop. Um, and I have them, you know, I do some testing. I see what their cortisol levels are. Um, I like to have my clients use the HRV monitor. Yes, I was just about to ask you about that. Right. Yeah, and I like the BioForce. I look, I've worked with Joel Jameson quite a bit. Um, I have actually a course on 8weeksout.com that you can buy that talks about minimum dose, maximum effect training and how to track it and how to perform it. Yeah, um, and uh, he's a guy that I would love to have on the show at some point. I, I don't know if I've ever reached out to Joel. Uh, if you don't know who that is, just Google him. Uh, but I'll link to that 8weeksout.com article in the show notes. But anyway. Yes, and um, I'll try to get you the uh, URL to the course. Okay. Um, and that's going to give you workouts. It's going to teach you about stress levels. And um, you know, people forget that exercise is a stress. Right. And kind of like with me, my quota of being in the cold is over. <laughs> some people, their quota of stress is high, and going in and training hard that day is not the answer. Um, you know, maybe something less, more mellow is the answer that day. And then when your stress levels are low, which means your parasympathetic nervous or your nervous system is on the parasympathetic side, which is the rest and relax side, those are the days to make gains. But when you're sympathetically, um, you know, overloaded, those are the days where you need to maybe go on a nice long walk and smell some flowers and look around and just uh, try to heal. Right. And so there are people, like when I was doing my seven years of endurance training, I was blind to the fact that what I was doing was harming me in, like in, in the long run. So there are people out there that that are chronically exercising that aren't that, – that, they just they they're like well that doesn't apply to me right so so what are some of the symptoms that you can tell my listeners our listeners to be looking for to sort of get them to to have their scales fall off of their eyes so to speak and like oh my hair's falling out hmm, maybe that's a sign that I'm going too hard it's like what are some of the symptoms that you see in the over exercisers. Okay, so for women, it's just what you said. You know, sometimes their thyroid gets dysregulated and you might see some hair loss. Um, kind of chronic, I don't like to use chronic fatigue, but they're tired all the time. Yeah. They feel really good after their workout because they've brought their cortisol up. But they're low in, in producing cortisol. So um, in the afternoon, they kind of bonk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With men, the same thing. Um, usually if your uh, cortisol is dysregulated, um, you can dysregulate your testosterone. So for men and women, that's something to look at. Uh, obviously more in men. Um, chronic unless, injuries. Unless it's Caitlyn Jenner. She might have more. Stop it. Sorry. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, make a, I make one Caitlyn Jenner joke per show. So yeah, that was... thanks. it's like having Thanksgiving dinner with my dad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are some others? You know, chronic pain. Um and, 
you know, you can, you can look at people. I call it the uh, gnarled jerky look, especially <laughs> with women. It's like, I'm writing that in the show notes, the gnarled jerky look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, their face just starts to lose that softness. Yeah. And you get looking very angular, and some people love that. But, um, you know, I was talking to Melissa Hartwig a few year- weeks ago, and we're talking about a six-pack and, you know, what you have to do to get a six-pack might be unhealthy. And right. you just got to weigh uh, the cost-benefit. And I say that with everything that I recommend to people. It's like, okay, you can keep exercising status quo. Uh, what is going to be the cost? Well, the cost is for women, you know, you're going to look like gnarled jerky down the line. And, um if appearance is important to you, um, you might want to think about that. Uh, if you're losing your hair, that's scary for a woman. That's happened to me. Um, and uh, just feeling crummy. And especially for women in their 40s coming into menopause, it's an important time not to overexercise because you're already running low on hormones. And um, it's kind of like you've just dr- drilled a, a leak, a hole in your gas tank. And now, you know, you're driving your car, but you've got this extra leak, so you're you're really not um, uh, you're really not working. Your body's not working efficiently, and so once you dysregulate the hormones, man, I tell you what, I've been looking for someone that does um, good hormone balancing, and I do the basic stuff myself with the cortisol adjustment. But once for for women that their estrogen goes funky, and for men their testosterone goes weird, it's really hard to get it back. Right. Through external um, sources. So yeah. So in your experience, if you have, let's just a hypothetical, you've got a woman who is overdoing it, stressed. You're kind of headed towards the gnarled, jerky look. Who's got you know thyroid issues, and that that has been diagnosed. They've gone to the doctor, their blood work, and they're okay. We've got this thyroid issue. Other than like two weeks off, how like what would you say to that person as far as okay, this is what you need to start doing. Honestly, most people, you know, you know, this is the big indicator when you're telling them this stuff and you can tell they're not listening. That's a big indicator. And if I, and I'll say it once, but this is what happens. I tell them maybe you need to slow down and maybe you need to start monitoring your stress levels. Um, and, and then about a year later when they're really messed up, they come back, they're like, you were saying something to me about stress levels and exercise and how you moderate this. The last year I've had seven injuries and I'm so tired all the time now and I've gained weight and, um, you know, I'm that's not sleeping like well. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't sleep. Uh, yeah. Now you just hit on something and you, and you talked about it a few minutes ago and I've been processing this in my brain. I'm <laughs> just moving very slowly today, but you said, uh, the, t- the days that you need that you need to get after it and hit it hard are the days that you're not stressed. And the days that you are super stressed, maybe that's the day that you want to take it easy and take a walk and you know smell flowers or whatever. So if I'm hearing this correctly, if you're stressed all the time, then that getting that taken care of like in your life is more important than the time you're spending like in the gym. Is that what you're saying basically? That we're not putting I- enough importance on that? I would say so, and I okay. This is going to be the debut of Eva's new concept of health. Oh my god! All right, here we go. So excited! Out there. Here we go. I haven't. I've done the drawing. It's just very rough. So I have like, I haven't completely thought it out. But there's going to be a. I'm going to make up a a theoretical 
pyramid of health. Okay. Okay. And Ava the foundation okay, is going to be emotional. So, um, I highly recommend counseling. Do you hear, do you hear that? Eva? That loud yeah, bell. You know, what is everyone that? Everyone in the world decided to text me. And oh, on my <laughs> we we were texting each other. Like, was that? Did you hear that? What was that? Like, was that am I going that? crazy? <laughs> I having a stroke. Like, I have to stop. Like, stop. <laughs> okay. Well, well, back to your pyramid. That yeah, is sorry. A, like. That had That's so revolutionary for somebody like me. Off. Like, ding. Yeah, great <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. Okay. So emotional is the is the foundation. Okay. So it's where the is the foundation? It go from there? And what I want to do is give folks some um, some leads there. I'd like. I think that counseling is not just for people with crazy pants. Right. I think everyone needs to check in and Weird. have some um, feedback on what's going on in their lives. And I'd like to put some websites in there. You know, Dallas Hartwig has a really cool. A hashtag he's been do- doing um, more social, less media, and how social interaction is disappearing because of our computers and our phones, and how it's important to be face to face with people and get um, socially mixed in. Um, creativity would be another one, and emotional that t- to search out some creative parts of of who you are. Um, I'm not going to give it all away, so that's the yeah. that's to me the foundation. That's awesome. Like. And I've never really thought of it this way before, but, you know, maybe that's why some people, you know, struggle to make gains, struggle to lose weight, struggle to get stronger, struggle to get faster is because we're not, and I'm including me in that because I struggle a lot. And I think part of that may be the lifestyle that I lead. I work nights, I work weekends in a high stress field. And maybe that's why sometimes I seem to struggle more than other times that make I, I don't know if that makes sense like the way yeah. I phrased it but like maybe I need to spend less time going okay I need to do the X number of reps and this extra maybe I just need to spend more time like prioritizing the de-stressing of my life I guess yeah definitely and and prioritizing you know some people are stressed and you can't tell someone don't be stressed we all have stress let's just face it we all have stress and we all have more stress than we probably are, is healthy for us so let's just Every, let's just wipe that clean. But then how can you help yourself further? And like I said, I think seeing a, seeing a counselor once a month, um, I think that is a basis of health to get yourself emotionally quieted down and, you know, get some of those questions answered or see how you're doing. Let's talk to someone that's going to be objective with you on how things are going in your life. And, that's awesome. Uh, so that's that's the, the, the foundation of the um, – of the health pyramid. Next up would be sleep. Because, you know, if you're upset about something and you didn't see your counselor, you're probably not going to sleep. Yep. And if you get things worked out, you're probably going to sleep better. And I'm going to give some, you know, um, I like Rob Rob Wolf stuff. I like Kirk Parsley with the sleep. There's sleep applications. He was, he was on episode 106. Doc oh, yeah. He, yeah, he was on very yeah. recently with us. Yeah. Um, uh, also, you know, I think some people that are having problems sleeping are overlooking um, sleep studies, getting a sleep study done, making sure you don't have apnea or some sort of breathing problem. Um, uh, you know, um, yeah, the Kirk Parsley has the sleep cocktail, which yep. I've used and I've had some friends use that have gone from only sleeping four to six hours a night now are getting full night's sleep and now they're body pains are going away. So that's the next level is sleep. That's where we heal and we recover the best. Um, and then next up would be diet. So you need to give yourself good fuel. And, um, and next up would be movement. 
So before exercise, that the next sure. part of the pyramid would be movement. Yeah, and you basically put the four pillars of the Simply Human podcast, and not, they're not pillars anymore. They're like it's a pyramid. And, right, I'm and making a pyramid. Prior, and, and that's one of the things that I know you like to talk about is the prioritization of yes. stuff. And people always ask me, well, where should I start? And, you know, I've got my, my answer to that. But it's like with what, what this is saying is like, yeah, you can, you can start with diet and changing your diet. And that, that's, so, that's better than that's not fine. doing anything. But there, there are underlying issues that you need to deal with, you know, before you're going to reach that maximum health potential. Right. And then the very pinnacle would be, and then, you know, I would say movement. And then I would say, I'm not sure how I'm going to put this in, but I want people to learn recovery techniques. So maybe the top is going to be exercise half and recovery half. Because to be in really good shape, you've got to train smart and you've got to recover well. Yeah, because they're equally important. Like you can't, and I, I would almost say that recovery... Because you're you're in recovery mode much 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 longer than you're in right. you know training mode. I mean, if you're training you know four or five hours a week, how many hours are in a week? You know, Rick, what's uh, twenty four times seven? Quick. Oh God, forty thousand hours in a week, right? <laughs> is that is that right? A, a million hours. Yeah. When Melissa Hartwig said to me the other day, I was dying. Eleventy billion. Yes, there are eleventy <laughs> billion hours in a week, and it's like so what that my is four-year-old says. Yeah, it's like it's like less than one percent of all yep. the time. That so so almost recovery is, is more important than the actual. And I and I don't want to use the word the word exercise. I want to use the word like training, right? Because or movement, uh, because you know this idea that exercise is is something that we all need. I think it's it's thinking of it in terms of movement is a healthier way to look at it. Um, but uh, what, what is your – I'm sorry, go ahead. Because he's the one that has the T-shirt. Um, he said no exercise – it says something like no exercise, just movement. Yeah. And I, I like that concept that we think about movement um, more than we do about getting in the – I love lifting. You guys know that I think strength is the um, the pillar and you could even do another you know, um, pyramid within a pyramid. But I like – you know, for me, the priority is uh, strength, which is the slow lifts first, and then gymnastics and um, walking. I don't even put cardio in there. Like yeah. if you're well, training, okay. Here, here's a question. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but this is something I get this a lot. People are like, okay, like I, I give them my movement. I have a movement pyramid, and it starts with walking and playing as the foundation, then mobility, stability, and then the stress, the lifting, the sprinting, that kind of thing. Right. Well, I sh- I'll tell people that, and they'll say, well, okay, well, so where, where does cardio fit into that? Like, how, what, how, how is that going to help my heart? What do you, well, say, what do you say to those people? If you're playing, you know, play. I want people to get out and play. I want people to get do a sport that's outdoors where they get more than just exercise out of it. They get movement. They get to experience nature. I know that sounds super patchouli, but you know where you get more than one one benefit from what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, there may be a social benefit. There may be, um, for me, surfing. There's just looking at the clear blue water and 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 the surroundings is is you know feeds my soul. And so I want people to have more than a pull up bar and a barbell. Right. Although I think those are important, they shouldn't uh, fill up your. You, sh- you they shouldn't fill up your week. If yes. you're in the gym, knocking down, you know, hit workouts all week long, 
you're just gonna, you know, I used to have this battle with my dad and he said, I said, dad, exercise is perpetual. And he said, no, you're a battery and it's going to (laughs) die. And I used to fight with him. And now being a little bit on the more mature side, I'm like, yep, we're a battery. (laughs) (laughs) He's right. It's seriously though, to think of it that way is like a really, you know, it was a really good way to think about it. Like we, we're going to run out eventually. Right. And you know, it's, I think Joe Rogan wrote a really good article on, um, you know, trying to get like super cut up and everything. You're just building a sandcastle because it ends up blowing over. Of course, we want low body fat. Of course, we want good muscle mass. I'm not not saying that, but, um, you know, the dose makes the poison is the important thing to understand with exercise. and. You know, in, in that emotional part, I put in creativity. That's what I love about Daryl Edwards' stuff is like, and, and MoveNet and those things. It's like, get outside and go, hmm, what could I do in my backyard right now? I could do some sprints. I could, you know, do some bear crawls and maybe I can just come over and like climb up this tree a little yeah. bit, jump down. And, you know, like creating your own workout is giving you the workout plus that creativity piece. Yeah, and, and you could come over to my backyard and pick up all the dog crap that I haven't been picking up. The weather, <laughs> yeah, yet, so. and then you can make a statue out of the dog crap. Ooh, yes, <laughs> I do that with my own. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> there's podcast. It's so so fun. Yeah, well, there, you know, and then, <laughs> this, we're going, learning something. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's that idea that well, hold on, if I'm not doing cardio as as uh, you know the definition of you know, long and, you know, like doing the treadmill or the elliptical for an hour, then somehow my heart is going to suffer because of that. And trying to get people to understand that if you're doing all the things that humans were designed to do, all the things that we've talked about, your heart is going to be as healthy as it can be. Like this idea that you've got to do the elliptical for an hour, that's the only way that your heart, your blood pressure is going to lower and your heart is going to, you know, you're going to come down out of that you know, sympathetic nervous system, uh, you know, domination, all that kind of stuff. It's just, that's, that's one of those things that is really hard to get people to wrap their heads around. Um, anyway, but hey, I can't believe this. We're, we're, let, let me say one thing okay. before we close. Yeah, yeah. I'd like you, if you could, on this podcast to post two, two things. Yes, absolutely. One is t- the TED Talk by James O'Keefe. Okay. Run for your life, but not too much and not too far. Okay, I'm going to watch it uh, right now. I can't believe I've never heard of it. Oh, my God. It's I awesome. Know. He talks about how most marathoners, if you test their blood, they have the enzyme that pe- they look for in the e- emergency room for a heart attack. Jeez. You know, very, very, very briefly, uh, a few years ago, random, random, random story, I had like a, I got really sick with the flu, and I had to go to the hospital because I had like a pain in my chest. And uh, they were trying to figure out what the deal is. My, my, uh, you know, I was a healthy person, whatever. And the doctor said, you know, what happened was you had a miniature heart attack. And I was like, what? Yes. He was like, he was like, well, we saw the elevated blood enzymes that we're looking at when we see someone that has a heart attack. He's like, yours were so low that it's compared to what someone's blood would look like after they got done uh, running a marathon. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa what? Right. Pause for a second. I was like, when someone's done running a marathon. Their blood, like, looks like they had a heart attack. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's horrible for you running a marathon. Don't yeah. do it. It's terrible. Yeah. I did it anyway. But, like, so, yeah, I mean, that's a brief timeout. That's, but yeah, it's the same, it's the same, uh, same enzyme. That's crazy if you right. hadn't thought about it that way. All right. Yeah. So, what's the other thing? So, the TED Talk. And the other thing, and the other thing is, um, D.H. Kiefer a long time ago wrote, um, a thing on thyroid. And women running? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've sent that article to so many people. 
Um, it's so good explaining, you know, what happens to your thyroid as it like down regulates and, and all that stuff. I will, yeah, it's, if you just Google like why women shouldn't run kefir, it'll come up, but I'll, I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes for sure. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good, I send that out to my ding bats that won't stop. Right. Yeah, man, you know? I sent that out. And it, it applies to men too. Just because it's, it's got women in the title doesn't mean that, well, I'm a man. I can do all this stuff. It's, it applies to all humans. Um, and okay. So real quick, you have a podcast now and you, so tell everybody, uh, plug your, pl- pl- plug your podcast, plug your podcast and, uh, and give your website and all that good stuff. Okay, so my podcast is called the Eva T Strength Conditioning Podcast. It's very short. It's only 20 minutes long. Um, Right now I have each expert that comes on give me their idea of what what one physical test you could do to quantify moderate fitness. Ooh, I I have one. I should come on your show and tell tell one. I was just going to say, I'm going to invite you to my show. Invite yourself over, Mark. (laughs) Very good manners, you idiot. (laughs) I apologize, Eva, on behalf of Dr. O'Keefe says it's not the survival of the fittest. It's the survival of the moderately fit. And you'll see if you follow me on Instagram, I hashtag the survival of the moderately fit. And um, so that's the first thing. There's my podcast. And... I'm going to try to create a little visual for people when I get enough data that shows all the little moderately moderately fit health tests that you would do. Yes. And it's not going to be some gnarly thing. It's going to be something like you can walk a mile in under X amount of time. And, right. you know, it's going to be more functional movement-based stuff. Cool. Um, and then my website is evatstrengthconditioning.com. You can contact me there. Um one of the best things we're doing, and I think one of the ways that we're helping people the most, is we're doing programming for people um, using the HRV monitor and um, working on the, with them on a one-on-one personal level, sending them the workouts, doing some video stuff. Um, we've really had some nice um, results with folks that have been completely worn out um, there. And I'm, I'm probably most proud of that um, in my uh, business and I ha- and I have a great uh, manager and he does um, he he does a lot of the programming I just take a look at it and make sure it's okay <laughs> that thing again ding. Uh, so if you're if you're kind of lost and you need some help um, we do offer personal programming and awesome. um, we don't need to be in the same town so cool that's it and I'm just signing up for paleo FX right now and awesome. um, we'll see you there or I, I'm trying to get Rick to come down I know it's on the weekend which is kind of hard for Rick to take off because that's when he works and he I think you'd probably rather take time off and like be with your family instead of uh, uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah maybe yeah. we'll go I don't know my I have a brother that lives my brother and his wife and, and family live in Austin so maybe I could uh, square that away as like a let's go see family oh yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with Marco I'll see you bye so maybe <laughs> maybe one that, yeah that's a possibility how about yeah. we say that. Awesome. Well, I, Eva, I really appreciate your time and uh, hang out for just a second. Uh, I'm going to stop the recording, but really appreciate you being on. We'll do this again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Eva. And uh, you can find her wherever books are sold. That has always been the most generic <laughs> like uh, statement that people can make anytime anybody is like famous on a show. Yeah, wherever books Whatever. are sold. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, books are sold a lot of places. Yeah. I'm sure I can – comic book store? Yeah, what? it's like I, why there has to be show notes. Like people you – know, you, I listen to podcasts and like, oh, I'll, put, I'll link to it in the show notes. Well, you could just Google whatever it is they're talking about. 
You well, know? that's <laughs> true. But like, if we have somebody like John Smith on, then it's like, oh, let me Google John Smith. Yeah. Then you spend an hour sifting through all like the weird psycho pervs out there named John Smith that aren't our no <laughs> weird psycho yeah. perv. John Smith. He is our a different psycho perv, John Smith. We need to have him back on at some point. Uh, yes, we do. Um, so I can tell him that I didn't take any of his advice uh, uh, last time he gave it to me because I have not marathon training now. All right, humans being human, uh, and this is something that I've wanted to do for a while. I I'm just going to we're gonna talk about just different things that are, that are happening uh, in the world and hmm. how each of these... <laughs> this will go over well. It's just like Thanksgiving dinner. So I think Donald Trump's got a lot of great ideas. <laughs> well, I think you're a racist. We're just throwing stuff at each other. Uh, by the way, well, your brother and dad kind of got into it in a public forum <laughs> <laughs> about politics. Funny. It was really, really horrible. Funny. Okay, so all of these things... The, the common denominator is these are all humans being human, okay? And then, okay. So we're going to talk, tell the story, tell, read the story or whatever. It's very, all very short, and then we'll discuss. Law and odor is the headline. Man puts <laughs> poop in a box to teach package thief a lesson. <laughs> a, Las Vegas, a Las Vegas man victimized by package thieves had enough of their crap. So he fought back with crap of his own. He placed dog Time poop... Time out. This has got to be on Huffington Post, yeah. right? The way this has been written, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. He yeah. placed dog poop in a box and watched one suspected pilferer take the bait on a surveillance video. I was kind of excited, and I just kept replaying it. Homeowner Eric Berto told KTNV, I just wanted to give them back something. Uh, oh, go away. Berto placed the excrement-filled box on his uh, porch Thursday, and the alleged thief, plus an accomplice, took the goods on Sunday. Hopefully they don't do it again. They learn their lesson. One bad thing about uh, Post is that I've gotten I've, I've just X'd off about four ads. Uh, God, it's the yeah. worst Cons- with that crap. Consider this a very uh, smelly lump of coal in your stocking, lads, because even though you've been naughty instead of nice, Berto told KHON2 he wasn't getting the police involved. I didn't want to call them and say somebody stole a box of poop off my front porch. So I guess the question, the natural question is, if you get a call like that, what would you just... You know, like this. You know, it's this scenario. Somebody calls you and says, "It was a, it was a trick, but that you need to go catch them. They stole my poop box." What no, you, I'm what not you, taking that report. What no. do you do? I'm saying no. No, th- no, thank you. <laughs> Is that, I guess that would be to dispatch. Would be. Yeah, they would call. I guess they would. That's how the call would originate. They would call the police department and say, "Yes, I need an officer to come out and take a theft report. Someone took a package off my doorstep." Which. Uh, man, I haven't taken a single one of those this year. Well, I took some time off work. Yeah, so but, um, does that happen? Because I, I order oh, yeah. so much yeah, stuff yeah. from Amazon and, and online and stuff, packages being delivered. I've never had any. I mean, that's a, should, is, should I go get like a, a P.O. box or something at the mail room? Man, or? it probably is a good idea. We don't, and we get a ton of stuff delivered to the mail. We've yeah. never had a package stolen Usually because, you know, there's some uh, – here at our house, there's always someone home. My wife is oh, off work right. right now because she hurt her knee and uh, hours slowed down or whatever. But uh, so there's her? always somebody home. So the packages don't sit out there very long. But for people who are gone all day during the daytime, it might be a smart idea, I would think, to at least yeah. look into that. And they're also, not very expensive. Do what? They're not very expensive. I've always thought about looking into getting a P.O. box for like to put on my driver's license in case I, I don't yeah. know, in case I lose it. I don't want someone knowing my real address. But yeah. isn't that the way 2015 is? Like someone calls my phone and I don't recognize the number. And I'm like, I, 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 like I start panicking like big time. Like someone I don't know is calling me. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> like we canceled yeah. our real estate listing in our house. We're going to relist it in, in the springtime. I'm going to make a couple improvements. And uh, as soon as they cancel the listing, we get calls from like 900 random real estate agents trying to like schmooze me into like letting me take the letting them take the listing. But literally, all every time I look at my phone and it's someone I don't know calling, I, I just get a flash of panic over me. <laughs> You don't want anybody to know your address. Yeah. You don't want anybody yeah. to call you on the phone. Well, I, I was dealing with some uh, retirement stuff, and the and the, the 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 retirement place called me, and then they asked me for my social security number, and I was like, "Wait a second, no, I, I wouldn't do that." Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was them, but I was like, "I'm not giving you." That just seems kind of weird to me. And he was like, "Okay, I'm sorry." All right, are we ready for the next one? Have you ever told you my dad? Uh, <laughs> this is a classic dad story. <laughs> It's only funny if you know my dad, so it's a funny joke just for you, I guess. But we went – I don't remember exactly where we went one time. It wasn't too long ago. Uh, something about like the like the doctor's office or uh, to get like a prescription filled or something. And they asked for a social security number on the form, and he wrote on there, I don't give that out. And I was like, okay, well, that's all well and good, Dad, but like this is a doctor's office. Like, yeah. you, I mean it's kind of what they do, and he's like – there is no reason that the doctor needs to know my social security number. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, there is. If you don't pay your bill, they will uh, do something with it. I don't know. It's an identifying number. Your name is not that uh, super unique. But Charles. Man, man, when you're when, when people get old, they just don't make any sense at all yeah. most of the time. I think it's funny too it's crazy. on that. Like my dad will send me – like if you send me a link or something, like I'll, I'll click on it, right? When yeah. my dad sends me a link, it's usually like the top thirty-seven reasons why Gosh. the world is <laughs> yeah, going to. And it's like I don't have time for this. Like either I don't that, know. or it just says it in the subject line: forward, 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 <laughs> yeah. forward, forward. Obama's a Muslim. <laughs> 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 I'm to the point where my parents don't email me anything because I'm like, hey, stop, yeah. just stop. I read real news. I don't need you uh, a link from like some guys, like uh, the equivalent of some guys. You know, uh, back alley uh, van, <laughs> yeah. like news news website. Sorry. All right, next story. Uh, I think this is one that you've seen. Because by think- the way, I would not take a report. I would, I would refuse to take a police report on the stolen box of poop. Sorry, I have my dignity. Okay. You would, you could. I would instruct you how to file that report online. Okay. Go ahead. So here is one, and we're just gonna get through as many of these as we can. Uh, the headline is uh, giant. Penis Christmas lights are well hung. Not sure why you uh, use a funny word on that. Stealing a bit from a radio station. But arouse scorn, and it's an entire Brooklyn neighborhood got the the shaft this holiday season. A six-foot-high display of penis-shaped Christmas lights and a penthouse window reportedly has generated stiff opposition. It's rude and vulgar. Uh, Quote, the lights were erected two weekends ago in the Williamsburg section of the borough. An unidentified man said his roommate did it as a joke. Question, funny or not funny? Oh, very funny. (laughs) By the way, I must say that if... I recognize all of the writing styles of all these yeah. posts, and also I think I sent this one yes. to you. Yeah, but uh, if I worked for HuffPo, I would definitely have to write like the pun stories. Yes, like the ones about penises and stuff. Oh, well, they, they, that would be like my beat. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm, I, I work the crime beat. Oh, I work the city beat. Oh, I work the uh, penis and uh, and or poop uh, story beat. pun beat. Like that. Uh, I don't know if we. I think we did talk about this on the show. There was a guy. A, it was a newspaper article from Georgetown, Texas. A worker at like a Papa Murphy's had put his genitals on a on a pizza he was making, 
And Mark the, is, by the way, using a funny voice for those words so that theoretically someone can't clip his voice yeah. out and take it out of context. Yes. And be like, penis, 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 right. penis, penis. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, and so, um, and so that was the story. And then he was being sued, and the Dick Law Firm was taking his yeah, story. Right. And I and I actually like it, it was a real like we were going to dinner that night, and there it was. Okay, uh, let's get through a couple more of these. Okay, here's one that I heard about on the radio this morning, and I went and found the story because I thought it was it was just so I don't know if interesting is the right word, uh, but hmm. the the headline is Texas plumber says life was ruined by jihad oh, video man. showing his his business. So what happened was this guy went to like sell his truck, his and it had his you know the name of his company, his plumbing company, on the side of his truck, and the. And I, apparently, how the story goes, like he was. Yeah, well, they, they, he sold it to a CarMax, yeah. which is like a. If they don't have them nationwide, it's like a gigantic, just loose used car lot. And CarMax then sold it at auction to somebody who just. They, I mean, I've worked at a car auction before, you know, doing a security job, and there's tons of people there from tons of different places, dealerships, businesses, stuff like that, and they just buy cars. Well, this, uh, whoever bought it at auction, uh, shipped it off overseas. And somehow, a bunch of like jihadists end up with this guy's old pickup truck, and they're firing like a fifty cal like machine gun out of the back, like an anti aircraft gun, and the logo is on the side. <laughs> they never took the logo off. Visible. And I guess at Carmax, when he was selling it, he starts to like peel the logo off and go, like, oh, whoa, 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 "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm taking my logo off." He's like, "No, no, no. We've got uh, we have a method to do it. It'll, it doesn't damage the paint at all. So we'll take care of that." He's like, "Oh, sounds good." They totally didn't do it. So he's suing the car dealership yeah. because all these – if you saw a news story about – or something on, you know about you know jihadist rebels from such and such are battling yada yada and they showed a picture of a – It was Mark 1 plumbing from Texas City, Texas. Yeah, and they showed a picture of a truck with a logo on there and you obviously could tell like, <laughs> that's funny. I wonder how that guy's uh, truck got all the way over there. I don't think the logical leap is to say that oh, Mark One Plumbing is a is they're, sponsoring. They're, they're, they're ISIS sympathizers. Sponsor, no, they're sponsors. <laughs> they're sponsoring <laughs> this uh, this jihad brought to you by Mark yeah. One Plumbing. <laughs> right. So all these like complete psychopath weirdos started like just bombarding his business yeah. with phone calls and emails and bad Yelp reviews saying that he's a terrorist sympathizer. Yeah, he, and, I, and I'm going to link the craziest thing yeah. I've ever heard. I'm going to link to all these in the show notes, by the way, but yeah, there's the picture Mark one plumbing with a phone number and everything. <laughs> yeah. The phone number and everything is on the picture. It's like the it's biggest, really, really funny machine. Gun it's not funny. This guy's seen. business got ruined because apparently it got completely ruined. Yeah. And he had, they but, had to like leave town and all this stuff. And it was apparently on the Colbert rapport. I think that's where I first saw it, and yeah. it was like a year ago, maybe two years ago, yeah. where I first saw it, I guess. But it just recently popped up in the news. I guess he finally filed a lawsuit or something. All right, and the last one. Uh, that, that's an example of why America, we're just going down the tubes right there. Yeah. Because we can't think reasonably and be like, oh, well, the reasonable explanation is this plumber from Texas City is uh, funneling all his money through Hamas <laughs> to support terrorist activity. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I've got, here's my Hezbollah tattoo right here on the other <laughs> side of my arm. All right. Um, a two-year-old toddler survived a four-hour operation to remove a chopstick that he thrust hmm. up his nose, uh, puncturing his brain in Wuhan, China, September 8th of 2014. Two-year-old oh. Huang Zeqing's father said he was at home doing some chores when he suddenly whoa. heard Huang... How'd you... Uh, hey... Huang Zeqing? That, that's, have you been practicing that? No. Is that good? I, no, I, I 
feel. I mean, it sounds like you did a good job with that. Oh, name. well, thank you. Huh? huh. It's, it's well done. It looks fairly phonetic. They heard Huang screaming at the hospital. Cat scans found the chopstick had gone seven cil- centimeters, not centimeters. Cin- God, now I got to get a ruler. Hang I know. On a into how Huang's long is brain. seven centimeters? Oh, about that long. <laughs> oh wow! I did my fingers. <laughs> but man, should ask the question to your yeah. wife. <laughs> but do it, he avoid avoided damaging any major nerves and arteries? He's he expected to make a full recovery. It, it's crazy. So, this pig's X-ray it shows, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Have you ever stuck something up your nose that had that you needed to remove a surgery or had to go to the doctor? You know, uh, definitely none that I've had to have surgery on, and. Uh, my parents don't tell any goofball stories of, you know, eh, one time he shoved a roll of quarters up yeah. there and we had to you know, turn around backwards and hit him on the rear end with a <laughs> tennis racket to get him to come out. <laughs> like, I don't, so nothing that, I mean, I think I've always, although, although I'll say this, um, I have an extensive history of, of picking my nose, yeah. but that's because if you'll look at the proportion of the width of a nostril, to the uh, circumference of a pinky finger, it, it's a perfect evolutionary oh, yes. fit on every person. Oh, it's so perfect. That's how I know that you know the good Lord designed us to pick, pick our, nose our nose with that pinky fingers because if he didn't want us to, it wouldn't fit perfectly. Well, there's also uh, there's studies showing that like the bacteria in your mucus can, is somehow is good for you. So kids are like sort of biologically driven to eat their boogers, which I'm. I've fine always with. wondered who. Teaches kids like, hey, you know what? You should pull that out of there and eat that. Because I don't ever recall seeing that on Sesame Street. But yeah, I was a little kid. I picked my nose and ate it. What are you going to do? I like uh, picking my nose and eating it. Hmm. Apparently so does Aaron Rodgers, the Green Panthers quarterback. <laughs> yes. Um, so quickly, and I'll link to this in the show notes as well. But there's a YouTube video of my daughter and I. And, I, and she was she's six now. I think this is back when she was like two. She shoved a like a almond chunk, not a whole almond. They were like broken up. But we look over, we're out eating at Jason's Deli or something. You said almond really weird. Almond. And yeah, you overemphasize the L. Almond. Like, oh. Well, so we we don't see it when she does it, but she's like, you know, she's two. She can kind of communicate. She kind of can't. And like we get home and there's obviously she's, she's in distress and some, we can't figure it out. And you know, she can't just say, look, I've got something in my nose. So finally, Hey guys, uh, quit freaking out. I rammed an almond up my nose. Yeah. So I get a flashlight and sure enough, there's something up there. Well, um, it's like a Sunday afternoon. It's like, Oh, ruined our, my whole afternoon plan. (laughs) You know? So, so I I took her up to the pediatrician. They're open, you know, Sunday for like two hours and we're standing in the, uh, Your pediatrician is in the office on Sundays? Yeah, Saturdays and Sundays they have office hours. It's pretty cool. Holy crap. Yeah. And she, we're in there waiting. Like, how much is this going to cost us for to get this, you know, whatever. And she sneezed, and it came shooting out. So I so I picked up the almond piece and picked up her, and we we walked joyfully out and didn't have Did to you pay it? anything. Uh, you have to watch the uh, YouTube video to uh, determine that answer to that. Did you make a YouTube video of you eating a nose almond? Possibly. <laughs> All right. Possibly that, that was human being human uh, rapid fire. Not so rapid. All right. That was humans being humans in the news, which uh, we'll have to do that again mm. sometime. We do have a, a, a handful of listeners that have uh, 
agreed to come on the show, so we're going to have them on. And uh, if this show has happened and you haven't heard back from Mark because he you uh, will, emailed you back, you will email have. me, and I'll make him get in line. <laughs> My emails uh, are I, – I get so many emails. I, I really try to get oh, to them Oh, add all. that to the bragging montage. Ah! Most of them are uh, emails that I send myself, like, don't forget to take out the trash. Uh, not really. I don't do that. Weird. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. You say something you don't do. <laughs> now it is time for the Silly Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a healthy human. Uh, and this is from Daniel Coyle, The Little Book of Talent. Uh, and it is, quote, From a distance, top performers seem to live charmed, cushy lives. When you look closer, however, you'll find that they spend vast portions of their life intensively practicing their craft. Their mindset is not entitled or arrogant. It's 100% blue-collar. They get up in the morning and go to work every day, whether they feel like it or not. As the artist Chuck Close says, inspiration is for amateurs. Hmm. So like the blue-collar mindset. Like you think about, oh, Michael Jordan, he's the best. They, like when I think of talent, like I, for some reason, that's who I think of. It's like Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. But you, when you look at it, like Larry Bird, those guys, no one worked harder than those guys. You know, like uh, the Beatles, you know, the, the, from that Malcolm Gladwell book, um, Outliers. The Beatles, you just think, oh, they were just these incredibly talented young men. No, before they made it big, they, they played like six, seven nights a week at night performing and, and practicing, and they were passionate about what they were doing. There's no, very, very rarely do people, like I, I, I listened to this, uh, this American Life about uh, a podcast about this guy that had this traumatic head injury, and when he came back to consciousness he could play like classical piano and he'd never played the piano like that, okay that's like a rare weird thing other than that most of the successful people that you see out there work their tails off so that's just the thing like don't think oh they're just more talented than me or i could never do that because you know they just they're just gifted and they just sort of felt we're in the right place at the right time yeah that has something to do with it but there is an an overarching uh, similarity, and that is, they worked hard. They got up. They just they did the work. Well, I think that's that, that can that lesson can be applied to kind of all facets of our lives as it relates to stuff that we talk about here on the podcast. If you want to be, I don't know, the fastest runner or the strongest person, obviously you know the parallels there. You have to put in the work to do it. But it could go towards anything. If you want to, uh, we were I was chatting back and forth with uh, Erica Evans, who's a listener of our show, and she was saying that she. Uh, you know, she finally, she's doing like a, I don't know what you'd call it. She's turning off all of her electric devices an hour before bedtime so she can try to get better sleep. And she did it and she said she got really good sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, now if I can just have the willpower to do this for the rest of the month, I'm like, well, that's, and it, I, I got to start to think about this. Some of these things, some of these positive changes we're making, it's work. Right. It has to be work. It is, it, it's not going to be easy to stop eating uh, crappy food. It's not going to be easy to turn off your laptop and don't fall asleep with your laptop on your TV on. It's going to be work to do some of these things. Uh, the The end result, I think you'll agree, is always going to be better than the end result if you don't do the work. We just have to remind ourselves. I I, I was reading a like a Facebook post on like the Vinnie Tordrich Facebook group that somebody's like, hey, I've been off the wagon for a few weeks, whatever. How do you guys usually get back? And I, I didn't post and reply to that, but I started thinking, I was like, you know what? If I do have a few days or maybe a week or two, it's been kind of a rough couple months for me. Like uh, if you do have some time off, how do I get back on the wagon? And me, honestly, my mindset switches to like a blue collar, like a work 
work mindset. Like I'm going to have to do this and be kind of obsessed with it for a few weeks until it becomes my new normal again. And so if there's something that you want to do, not only is it worth doing, but if you want to do it well, you have to work hard at it and don't be afraid to, to, to grind down and work on something like that. So tip of the week is do the work. work. There you go. How about that? Work. Isn't All right. Britney Spears song about work? Uh, I believe that oh, I think is, that's entitled Work B, isn't it? I think it's Oops, I Did It Again is what you're thinking of. Mm. <laughs> I am thinking of that. Toxic is a good one. <laughs> Let's not get into our favorite Britney Spears <laughs> videos, Mark. We all know them very well. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That one, uh, the one that came out the year after that one is much better. Uh, the one that was produced by, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, you know what? That's a show. Coming up next time, we've got Will Fleming, the great Will Fleming. Uh, and then we're going to have uh, a lot of great guests next year. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> So generic. Katie Bowman, Rob. We're Wolf. gonna have some some people on the show that talk words in English. <laughs> Maybe they'll talk other languages. I'm not saying you can't come on our show and not and speak English. You can speak whatever you want if you wanted to, um, except for sign language. Have I ever, have I ever told you the Spanish speaking story real quick at Walmart? No. So me me and my boys were at Walmart the other day, and I was looking for something very specific. I couldn't remember what it I was, but I didn't know exactly Spanish. where to find it. And I find a lady in a Walmart vest. It's like, hey, I'm looking for you know such and such. Well, she pulls out her phone and opens up Google Translate to have me talk into her phone. What? I'm like, oh, okay, she speaks Spanish. Oh, what you know? What are you gonna do? So I'm like, okay, she speaks I Spanish. Know, I so I just start talking to her in Spanish, and she's like, oh, you speak Spanish? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. You know, I'm looking for this. Can you help me find it? Well, she helps me find it, and I come back, and Jason, my older one's like. Dad, where did you learn to speak Minion? (laughs) (laughs) Minion. Oh, that's funny. What did you did you slap him and say, How dare you disrespect the the Spanish language? I told him you'll be learning Spanish too, son. So uh we might as well start talking now. Well, I have a funny uh were you at Walmart, did you say? Yes. Okay, I have a funny Walmart Spanish story too. So I was there. Okay, we better my, hurry this up. Here. I know. I was there with my dad uh, uh, several years ago. This might be like I think I was married before kids, and I thought it would be funny to. This is like when self checkout had just come out, and I thought it would be oh, funny. Oh yeah. I thought it would be funny to like hit the Spanish instead of English. You know, like on the little self checkout thing. So I hit Spanish. Like me and my dad, are like, uh-huh. well, it starts like you know. This is, talking sp- really doing it in spanish yeah and, and we so then we were like we don't know we don't know what it's saying the instructions we're like well crud now i don't know what it what am i supposed i'm not i'm not sure and it's like blaring spanish at us and people are like looking at us and we're looking around like we're, what are we are we, are we supposed to do the card now like what are we we're, and so they had to like come over and like reset the you have thing. to find someone who speaks yeah. spanish to come over there to tell you what to do yeah, very quickly like, we we changed uh Back in my old police department, we're uh, at lunch. Like the whole SWAT team went to lunch during a training day, and they took somebody's phone and changed the language on it from like English <laughs> to like some crazy, uh, not very oftenly used uh, Chinese dialect. Yeah. And he had to take it to a Chinese restaurant and find somebody in the back of the restaurant who spoke that particular dialect to change his phone <laughs> oh back to English. <laughs> That's funny. Classic prank. All right. Find us online. Funny stories. Yeah, find us online. It's if we did a what's the, the crosstalk there at the end. Uh, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. We're doing a fifty percent off on the thirty minute consults, twenty five dollars. Email me uh, or just uh, PayPal me twenty five dollars, and then we can uh, uh, go forth from there as far as scheduling the thirty minute consult. Um, 
Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope at SimplyHuman52. Uh, go to the store page at SimplyHumanLifestyle.com and see all the things that we're uh, using and approve of. And uh, I th- Yes. I, th- I heard you take a breath. Were you going to say something? No. I was just breathing. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, my, breath. Please. Sorry, my respiration is <laughs> so much. Please hold your breath while I talk. Okay. All right. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, a six-foot-high display of penis-shaped Christmas lights and a penthouse window reportedly has generated stiff opposition. So until next time, enjoy yourself.